0: hello how's it going everybody this is chris this is episode 140 of the libertarian republican podcast welcome back thanks for joining me thanks for listening thanks for sharing uh you can uh, find me on podbean you can find me kind of all over the place uh, and you can find me on social media you know uh, twitter and and uh, getter and and gab and truth and um uh, minds and mewe. uh i like MeWe because MeWe is very similar to facebook uh and i'm trying to get off facebook so uh i i'm still on facebook i really just post on facebook to annoy democrats so because i know that because that's really the only people on facebook are, are are kind of the normies and the democrats who don't know anything but uh Uh, so speaking about not knowing anything, I want to talk about the boom bust cycle because I think we are approaching or already entered a bust cycle. So we, and I'm talking about economics, right? An economic boom bust cycle. We, we, we've seen this before. We all know about depressions and recessions. We've, we've all, uh, we, we all know about the recession that we had in, 2008, I think it was, I mean, the, the financial crisis, 2007, 2008, 2009, not sure, the, the technical definition of a of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, but, you know, I did an episode a while back about, about GDP and how that's a very uh, misleading indicator, misleading measure, way to measure, because GDP is just spending so the government can just spend a ton of money and and boom there's no oh look there's no uh, recession oh look there's no recession because the government just spent a bunch of money but that doesn't stop the boom the real boom bust cycle and and like i've talked about before i'm i believe in austrian economics the austrian school of economics and the austrian theory of the business cycle is the is how uh is, is to me i think it's the best way to explain the boom bust cycle because when we when we experience a recession like this like i think we're about to experience because you know we've seen a lot of layoffs we're seeing a lot of layoffs right now we're kind of in the middle of it uh there's a lot of i did an episode a while back where i uh, maybe a month ago two months ago about all the layoffs um and we're seeing more of that now and i think we're going to see more layoffs i think we're going to see more businesses cutting back we just had this bit this bank crisis um sort of a scare which isn't really over and i did an episode about that but it's it's a great opportunity like the democrats never let a a crisis go to waste right (laughs) so we need to be the same way we need to we need to take this opportunity to, to point out that the boom-bust cycle is not normal. It's not natural. It shouldn't ever happen. We should not ever experience this a kind of systemic downturn in the entire economy all at once. Okay, that should never happen unless there's something... You know, economists call it an external shock, something like a, a, a famine or a pandemic or a you know a war or a natural disaster or something like that. Now, I'm not really going to call the, the covid pandemic a, a an external shock because I think a lot of it was internal. A lot of it was government. You know, if the government hadn't done anything, we would have been so much. There would have been a downturn, but it would not have been anywhere near as bad as it was and the lingering effects of that which i think you know all the money printing uh we wouldn't be experiencing the the inflation that we're experiencing right now uh i mean we you know it's hard to it's hard to really say that but but i think things would have been much better if the government had just done nothing just told us all hey you know this is a there's a there's a virus out there now and you should be careful and and people would have adjusted everybody would have adjusted and the people who are really who were really terrified of covid and and vulnerable to covid would have been taken care of they would have taken care of themselves and we would have taken care of them but everybody else could have just gone on with their lives and and everything would have been fine probably for you know much more it would have been much better but but what we, putting all that aside, what we need to do is we need to point out that there should never really be this kind of, you know, absence of that kind of, of external shock. There should never be a systemic, you know, system-wide, economy-wide downturn. And the reason why that happens is because of government intervention. The government, you know, we are, if we are about to enter a recession... Well, this is purely the fault of the government. The government creates recessions. The government created the, uh, the Great Depression. I mean, there's a bunch of books you can read about that. About, you know, There's a ton of books you can read about that. I, I suggest the Austrian, obviously, the Austrian school books. Uh, Rothbard's Great Depression. Murray Rothbard wrote a book about it. Um, there's, uh, I think, Harry Veriser's book. It Didn't Have to Be This Way, I think is a really good one. Um, uh, There's a, there's a bunch, you know, there's a, there's a a whole bunch of books that you can read on, uh, on, on how government creates recessions and depressions. And generally the theory is, and I talked about this like maybe a year ago in an episode called End the Fed, I think is what it is. I think that was the episode. But, um, It's basically when the government creates expands the money supply. Now that is the technical definition of inflation: when the government expands the money supply. So if if the government expands the money supply, that creates a boom, but the boom is unsustainable because the money isn't isn't backed by anything. It's not. It's just it's credit expansion essentially. And it distorts the it distorts the market, and it distorts the whole economy, and you end up having a bust. And this is why, why we have the cycle, the, the boom bust cycle. And you can see, you know, the the, the government creates uh, the the government does this by manipulating interest rates. So the Federal Reserve, the central bank, and it you know it's it's every country has a central bank now. That manipulates interest rates, and they keep interest rates low to to spur growth, uh, and that encourages borrowing, and that encourages spending, and uh, and but then, you you as time goes on, the the economy heats up, they, as they love to say, so they try to cool off the economy by raising interest rates, and that basically uh, causes the the, the bust. And, but I think you've also got, like, like this, there are other things that the government does. I mean, that's the standard business cycle theory, uh, the Austrian school business cycle theory. But, like, look at what happened with the banking system, the banking crisis just last week, (laughs) you know, with uh, SVB Bank, where basically, and this is sort of a problem with our whole fractional reserve system, right? Because... You have people depositing money into a bank, and they think that money is there. They look on their bank account, and they say, "Hmm, look at that. I've got $5 million in the bank. But the bank actually took that money and either loaned it out or invested it. In in this case, they invested long-term bonds. Uh, They bought long-term government bonds with it. And so the bank looks at their balance sheet and says, wow, look at all, you know, we, we've we got $5 million in government bonds. But those two things are, are not, that that $5 million theoretically is existing in two places at the same time. But eventually, one of those parties actually wants to, to lay claim to that money, in which case... Five million of that money just disappears, right? Because you—it's gone. You know, it, either you you go and you want your five million dollars out of the bank, and the bank says, "Well, we don't have it," or uh, the bank wants your wants to um, wants to to consider that five million dollars and in, in uh, you know has to sell that that five million dollars and give you the money. In which case, they don't have it. You know, now they don't have five million dollars, right? So so it's this is the problem with uh with a banking system that where you deposit your money and then the bank just takes it and loans it out or 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 invests it so so this is and and obviously if there was an arrangement you know if everybody understood that hey this five million dollars is now no longer really accessible to you we're going to we're going to invest this money or we're going to loan that 5 million dollars out but in return so so it's not going to be accessible for you but in return we're going to pay you a little bit of a of a of an interest rate and then we'll give you your 5 million dollars at some point in the future you know if there was some kind of a, an honest arrangement like that that would be one thing but when the arrangement is totally dishonest or both parties think that money is theirs at the same time uh, then you get obviously you get the government stepping in and creating money out of thin air that it doesn't have and which drives up inflation and and so you know this, and this is so and obviously the, the 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 covid during covid when the economy was completely shut down What did the government do the government just gave everybody money well you know you give everybody money and then uh they go out and buy they want to buy stuff with it they're not they don't have a job anymore they're not earning money you just made up a bunch of money and gave it to them and now they're going to buy stuff so that so they're not producing anything so the supply of goods and services is dropping but the demand is rising because you just gave them a bunch of money so that drives prices up so the government basically creates all of these problems. And if the government would just leave everybody alone, if the government was much smaller and didn't intervene and didn't uh, meddle with the economy, then we would not have the boom bust cycle. There would be no such thing as a boom bust cycle. So this is you know this is what I wanted to talk about. I mean it's 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 central planning. It's the idea of of it's the idea of of, uh it's basically the the fed the central bank is essentially a socialist central planning mechanism and you know we as republicans we're supposed to be the guys who are against central planning you know we're supposed to be the guys who are against socialism big government big government interference intervention meddling you know, these people in the federal in the in the Federal Reserve in the financial, in, in the government regulatory bureaucracy, they don't know what they're doing. They are a bunch of morons. You know, just because they went to Harvard doesn't mean they have any idea what the hell they're doing. So, uh, you know, central planning is really think of it like central experimentation. Right. I mean, that's what it is. That's what they're doing. They're they're experimenting. Look what they just did with the banks. They just basically just created a whole new a whole new program. The bank term uh, lending uh, uh, bank term funding program. And they just created it out of thin air. They just changed that. You know, they had a they had a policy where you where they would uh, the FDIC would insure two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of deposits. Well, they just tossed that out the, out the window. So they just cha- they basically they just obviously they, they just admitted that that policy must not be any good because they just threw it out the window. So they're making they're changing the rules on the fly. They're they are experimenting. And I think this is so important. We have to realize that we are just guinea pigs. These people have no idea what they're doing. They are experimenting on us. <laughs> Really? I mean, really, that's what they're doing. You know, Boris Yeltsin, at the end, I, I read this in uh, Thomas Sowell's book, and I can't remember what, which book it was, but he was talking about how Boris Yeltsin, at the, at the, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, he was talking about his country, Russia, was tired from just, you know, exhausted by incessant experimentation. You know, I taught. I did an episode about Trofim Lysenko about how this absolute idiot madman was experimenting with. You know, he had these crazy ideas about ge- uh, ge- uh, agriculture, and and his experimentations ended up killing millions of people. Millions of people starved to death. You know, this is not. Uh, th- this is this is a. Uh, a a huge problem with with government in general when it these people get it it's it's I think it was frederick hayek who called it the fatal conceit right they they think they are so arrogant they're so arrogant they think they know everything they think they know how to run everything and they don't and they end up causing calamity after calamity after calamity and we are about to experience yet another calamity and you know this the interventions because essentially what we've what we see is this this cluster of of entrepreneurial errors right that's what a a recession is that's what and so in any given on any given day the business cycle should be should be going through it should be happening all over the place but up but in every way right there should be A thousand businesses thriving, a thousand businesses going out of business, a thousand businesses just sort of muddling through, you know, there, there should be uh, a thousand businesses being born. So a thousand businesses dying, you know, I mean, every, every day there should be a little bit of that going on all the time. But what we, what we get through government intervention, what we get is everybody does well and then everybody does badly. It's a it's a cluster of entrepreneurial errors. That uh, that's the quote that I you know now I can't remember who said that, but but uh, it also it also creates the the interventions that the government does creates moral hazard, and that's a big problem, right? Because the banks essentially look the banks just got bailed out, right? The SVP just got bailed out, so it it creates this system where nobody and I talked about this before in the svp episode about svb episode about how nobody is really watching what the banks are doing nobody cares people put their money in a bank and they don't care what what the bank does with it because the government will bail them out and and that's fine if it's if you're like a small depositor with two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the bank i mean that's to me that's a that's not small but but uh, to the you know of course to the government that's small <laughs> but uh, but if you're a small you know if you're a big depositor you should theoretically if you have 5 million dollars in the bank then you should theoretically you should be a little more careful you should be wondering you should be asking that bank hey where's my money what are you doing with my money how's my money doing you know what are you you know what are you investing it in you should be, but nobody does you know why? because they know the government's gonna bail them out anyway even oh it's and now we know for sure, right because the government just completely threw away the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar limit so um, you know all of this stuff and uh, the interventions and these interventions they they always end up benefiting somebody else, right it's we have this on we have this This belief that, oh, the people in government, they're good and they know what they're doing and they care about us. They care about the little guy. They don't care about you at all. They don't care about you at all. Uh, You know, Rothbard said in in Power and Market, he said, uh, all instances of intervention, in contrast to the free market, are cases in which one set of men gains at the expense of other men. You know, that's what, that's essentially what, what these interventions are all about. They're, they're about, they're about one group of people benefiting the, 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 the uh, and, and I've talked about this before, about the Cantillon effect, um, the, about how, when the government creates new money, who benefits? The people who get the money first, they benefit, right? So, but yeah, these people, they don't know what they're doing. And and the Austrian school really uh, really gets it, and, I, and a, a great example I want to just close with here is I have this book, uh, the book Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt. Now he wrote this in 1946, right? 1946. And now now I'm just going to read a passage here to to sort of show you how. The Austrian school people know they they understand what's going on. They can they can predict what's hap- what's going to happen. They can see what you know how government actions uh, what will result what the results of government actions will be. So here's 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 a quote. Okay, government guaranteed home mortgages, especially when a negligible down payment or no down payment whatever is required inevitably mean more bad loans than otherwise they force the general taxpayer to subsidize the bad risks and to defray the losses they encourage people to buy houses that they cannot really afford they tend eventually to bring about an oversupply of houses as compared with other things they temporarily overstimulate building Raise the cost of building for everybody, including the buyers of the homes with the guaranteed mortgages, and may mislead the building industry into an eventually costly over expansion. In brief, in the long run, they do not increase overall national production, but encourage malinvestment. So that, so he's, a, he's describing a housing bubble. He's describing the exact housing bubble problem that we had in 2008 and he's writing this in 1946 so that's this is why we need to listen to these people henry hazlitt murray rothbard tom woods um henry variser uh harry variser um uh there's a you know there's a bunch of the there's the the, the the FEE guy <laughs> Lawrence we- Leonard Reed Lawrence Reed I can't I can't the Reed one of those Reed guys actually I think there's two a couple of them um uh, uh, there's a bunch of guys I mean a, a whole bunch uh Ludwig von Mises obviously you know um another one so uh, Frederick Hayek is another one so the these this Crisis. That if we are about to enter a kind of a crisis here, we need to realize that these crises, these crises, these these economic downturns are caused by government intervention. And so we, as Republicans, we are the ones who are supposed to be against big government, because you know, and there are reasons why. You know, that's the thing that that drives me crazy when the demo you know Democrats. Say, oh, these crazy anti-govern- anti-government people, oh, they just hate the government. Well, we don't hate the government. We understand that the government doesn't know what it's doing. It can't possibly really predict the consequences of its actions. It, it, it is damaging. It is destructive. It causes the boom-bust cycle. We wouldn't have inflation without government inflation is caused by government so you know so all of this stuff is caused by government so let's not let this crisis go to waste let's spend every waking moment hammering home this point that none of this would have would be oh you got fired you 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 got fired because we're in a recession you know what none of this would be happening if we didn't have a federal reserve none of this would be happening if if we didn't have an FDIC, if we didn't have these these idiot regulators trying to centrally plan our economy. If we had a free market, none of this would be happening. So, all right, that's it. That is episode uh, 140. All right, so uh, thanks for listening. And uh, if you like this podcast, give me some good ratings and share it. And you can, uh, you can message me or support me on Podbeam. And I will see you on the next one. All right. Bye-bye.